0: Shalom, and welcome to the Beit Tahila Community Podcast: Discovering the Hebrew Roots of the Christian Faith. And now, from beautiful Brain in Florida, here are your hosts, Pastor Nick Plummer and Ryan Cabrera. Shalom, everybody, and welcome to the Beit Tehillah Community Podcast. This is your co-host, Ryan Cabrera, and I'm here in Studio A with Pastor Nick Plummer. Hey, Pastor Nick. It is so great to be here, and boy,
1: not a moment too soon.
0: Yeah, I tell you what, I do apologize, guys. We are uh, putting this out a few days late. Normally, we broadcast uh, on Tuesday mornings. This is Friday morning, but we are still in time. This is still the yes, relevant tour portion. have this done before sundown. That's right, baby. So um, I, first, I just want to say thank you, guys. Guess what? This week, we af- officially hit 12,000 listens for this season. That means that for this Torah portion, we've had 12,000, over 12,000
1: listens. Absolutely. And season one was around 7,300. Yeah. So that's a great increase.
0: Uh, Christians with Torah. Remember that, Christians with Torah. Christians with Torah. That's right. And so uh, to celebrate this milestone, I'm going to do something dangerous. I'm going to ask for your feedback, for your suggestions. We have uh, the end of this tour cycle coming up. And then uh, obviously we have uh, the Feast of Tabernacles and all that, uh, that we'll be uh, recording our next podcast during. And so we want to know uh, what you guys want to see for next year for next tour cycle. What are you guys looking for? What can we do for you? What do you uh, want to do? If you guys want to email me at ryan at two praise.net, ryan at two praise.net. That's also where you can send prayer requests, uh, any questions that you might have. We love hearing from you guys. So uh, if you've been sitting on the the sidelines wishing that you had the courage to send an email, just send the email. Let's, uh, let's hear from you. We love it. We love it. We love it. We love it. And so again, uh, your suggestions for next year—we want to hear it. Uh, we also want to thank you guys for your giving. Those of you guys who go online to topraise.net and you go to donate and you you uh, give towards our ministry—I um, can't thank you enough. You guys are awesome. We really, really appreciate that as well. And so um, we are studying Ha Azinu, the Torah portion Ha Azinu, which means "Give ear." Uh, and it can be found in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 32, the whole chapter, verses 1 through 52. What do you think? Oh, this is incredible.
1: Right out of the gate here, we have Moses' song. This is the song of Moses. This is the chapter Ha Azinu, give ear. So, this is a, a very famous song, and we can find this, of course, in. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 31 and verse 30. We can find this in Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 44. And of course, we can find this in Revelation 15.3. So Ryan is going to just bust out in uh, the reading here. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 32. We're going to just read verses 1 through 9 as we introduce
0: this song to you. And uh, I believe it's prophetic. I agree. And before I read, I want to remind you, stick around to the end of the podcast because we might have a special treat for you. Um, just uh, just know that you want to hang around till the end. So here I'm going to read uh, chapter 32, verses 1 through 9. It says here, Give ear, O ye heavens, and I will speak. And hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. My doctrine shall drop as the rain. My speech shall distill as the dew, as the small rain upon the tender herb, and as the showers upon the grass. Because I will publish the name of the Lord, ascribe ye greatness unto our God. He is the rock. His work is perfect for all his ways are judgment a god of truth and without iniquity just and right is he they have corrupted themselves their spot is not the spot of his children they are a perverse and crooked generation do ye thus requite the lord o foolish people and unwise is not thy father that hath bought thee hath not made thee and established hath he not made thee and established thee Remember the days of old, consider the years of many generations, ask thy father and he will show thee, thy elders and they will tell thee. When the Most High divided to the nations their inheritance, when he separated the sons of Adam, he set the bounds of the people according to the number of the children of Israel. For the Lord's portion is his people, Jacob is the lot of his inheritance. Wow, what an incredible song, you know, relevant for today.
1: Think about it, it's prophetic, you know. (laughs) And so chapter thirty-two is all about Moses' song. It's it's Moses' song. And of course, in Deuteronomy 32, verse 4, it tells us about the Lord Hashem Yahweh. He is the rock, his work is perfect, for all his ways are judgment. A God of truth and without iniquity, just and right is he. Hallelujah. You know, God is sovereign. When you try to figure these things out and you're just perplexed, remember He's sovereign. The secret things belong to God. but Those things revealed belong to us and to our children. I'm still trying to figure things out on this side of heaven, but you know what? It's okay. We don't have to have all the answers. So uh, Moses tells the people to remember the days of old. Now, this is interesting because if we're the first generation to actually be born again, baptized in water, filled with the Holy Spirit, and have the Torah, how are we supposed to even remember if we never even had it. So Torah is likened to an ancient path yeah. and it's never, ever been removed. It's always been there. Right. We just get to discover it via the Holy Spirit because God wants a people for his name's sake. So the days of old, you know, it's interesting too, because as I'm 52, time I was almost 25, giving my life to the Lord uh, in March of 92, but I guess I was what, 28 and... and Spring of 1995, I get the feast days. And then in 1999, I get to uh, receive the Torah, the first cycle for Beit Tehillah and and the Torah portions. Uh, I can go back to the days of old. I can go back where we used to meet in the home and have a Torah study. And then we outgrew that. We actually had 50 people at tables in the living room, you know, in the dining room. And we had to get a, uh, you know, uh, a room at the uh, hotel, like a conference room, to have our Torah studies uh, on a weekly basis uh, because of course we were meeting in the home, but then again we started renting churches and everything. So we went to eight different places, and it goes back to the days of old. You know, I remember having to take all the sound equipment in my Nissan Sentra and everything. <laughs> so we bring we bring to mind the days of old and in our own life. But we we can go back to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You know, uh, I think it says something about uh, let's see here.
0: You know, I also, the days of old also reminds me of, um, remember your first love, you know? The days of the old. The thing that brought you in, you know? Oh, yeah. The thing that, that first sparked the the desire to follow God and, and all of the seed that was planted.
1: You know, I love this. It says here that, uh, I, I see Malachi chapter, I guess it's chapter 4, verse 4. Remember ye the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel, with the statutes and judgments, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Now we serve the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So that's what we're Reflecting upon that's what we're looking back to. Yeah, uh, Abraham is our father, Sarah is our mother. We can get into all that, but that's in Malachi, and we know we had what four or five hundred years of silence in between the Old Testament and the New Testament. But uh, once again, here we have the days of old. Now, in Deuteronomy chapter thirty-two, verse nine, the question is, what is the Lord's portion and inheritance? Well, the Lord's portion is His people, and His inheritance is Jacob. Wow! Yeah. You know, that word lot actually
0: means it's the word cord. Well, Connected, is, you know? Yeah, but this is three-fold interesting. threefold cord is not easily broken. This is interesting because, I mean, the Lord has an inheritance. I mean, I thought he owns everything, right? So it's interesting that he makes this distinction that that the the segula, the precious thing that he wants, his inheritance—that's right—is his people, right? He wants this relationship, and you yeah. know, you hear that in in just regular Christian church all the time, right? That God, you know, that Jesus wants a personal relationship with you, but here he is. I mean, from the very beginning, this is the Torah, right? He's saying that my people are my portion; they're my special treasure. This is what I desire is to have that relationship with you. You,
1: you know, Ryan, if, if if the people listening would just really grasp this, it's, it's life-changing. Absolutely. Because he truly is wanting a people for his namesake. He truly wants us. Yeah. As non-Jews, as people coming out of the nations, we have the Torah. You know, in Joel chapter 3, it says this, because we're talking about the Lord's portion is his people. It says, I will also gather all nations and will bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat and will plead with them there for my people and for my heritage, Israel whom they have scattered among the nations and parted my land. Mm-hmm. You know what's happening happening right now Ryan in the land the land's being redeemed. You know from 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 swamps of malaria to you know tumbleweeds blown around to you know foliage and vegetation being grown the vineyards are, are producing wine. I mean I think year before last Hayevell declared that they did 350 tons of grapes in the harvest. I mean, you know, we're after the Shemitah year. So I'm, I'm telling you, Ryan, the, the land's being redeemed. Absolutely. And so we, we, the land belongs to the Lord. We can't get into that right now, but the land does belong to the Lord. And he sees fit who will be in the land and who won't be in the land. Right. And remember, he brought the children of Israel into the land because the current tenants were wicked. He doesn't want wicked people in the land. He wants his people in the land. And that's why there's all this fight about a, you know, uh, a two-state solution and all these other things you know uh, but we're going to move on here so um, in Deuteronomy 32 11 it says as an eagle stirreth up her nest fluttereth over her young spreadeth abroad her wings taketh them beareth them on her wings so the Lord alone did lead him and there was no strange God with him yeah so God leads the way. He, he, you know, He He leads the way for us, he and does. He is and,
0: like an eagle. And I have a cross reference for that here in Isaiah uh, chapter forty, verses twenty-eight through thirty-one. Um, famous verses, but but worth the the reading aloud, right? Because what we speak comes towards us, right? I've heard that somewhere before. Uh, anyway, here it says, "It hast thou not known? Hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the Creator of the ends of the earth?" Fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, and he increaseth strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Wow. I mean, the God, I mean, be encouraged, right? I mean, if you're listening to this, be encouraged. We, we serve an awesome God. He is, he is strong, he is mighty, and he's able, and he's able to, to be in relationship with you. He wants relationship with you, and he wants to work on your behalf. Absolutely, you know, and in, in this song there's a lot of interesting things here. Yeah. Uh, another
1: name given to the children of Israel in Deuteronomy 32 verse 15 is uh, Jeshurun. You know, Jeshurun 1 is number 3484 in the Strongest Concordance, and it means to be upright, upright. So this is like his pet name. We have a pet name for our wives or husbands or whatever. You know, I think my wife, she, she has a hubby, comes up on her phone now or something. Oh, she, yeah? I'm a hubby. You I didn't are know that. Hubba, hubba. But that's her little pet <laughs> name for me. <laughs> hubby. Hubby's calling. <laughs> Don't answer it. No, she answers <laughs> it. <laughs> but it's funny how we have little pet names and stuff. But But you think about Jacob, you know, it means supplanter, you know, oh, yeah. heel grabber. Right. But, you know, you know, most people don't understand this. And this is a little nugget for some of you. There were twins in the womb, you know, of the mother. And she was asking what was going on. And, and basically, there's two nations in her womb, yeah. which was Jacob and Esau. And they were both fighting and wrestling and doing stuff in the womb. It definitely wasn't Taco Bell. You know mm. what I'm saying? It wasn't indigestion.
0: They didn't even have Taco Bell back then. But
1: what's interesting <laughs> is that, you know, what did Jacob do? But Esau came out first. And so with that, you know, Esau's kicking his, his, his heel, trying to crush Jacob's head.
0: Yeah. And, and
1: Jacob is simply grabbing the heel right. to protect himself, right. you know? That's which one, I that's one thought process, That is one, right? thought. That's right? one thought. I'm just saying, it, it's very interesting, you know. That's um, the one we
0: would like to believe. You know how I, you want to believe really the like best in people one. and give people the benefit of the doubt? That would be the giving Jacob the benefit I, of the doubt. I like
1: that. So, you know, if you see the term Jacob, you know, it, it means you just don't quite measure up like you could— when you're Israel, which means prevailing prince,
0: co-ruler with God. Which is an awesome name, by Israel. the way. Israel. You know, it's funny, too, because it is it, it is true, but also built into the word Israel. Right, so you have the prince part, which is the sar, <laughs> but you also have the is or whatever, isa, something like that. I don't speak Hebrew, by the way. An L at the end, yeah. Right. Prevailing prince,
1: co-ruler with God. You It actually means, Ryan, you represent God.
0: Right, but now, it also, it, what it also means is it also—it built in there is the word for Hebrew that means wrestle, right? Mm-hmm. So it's funny because it's several words kind of compound together um, it, that if you were to take you know certain letters out and whatever. But it also means to wrestle with God, and, to re- and it, that's the point, right? When God gives the name to Israel, he says, because you have um, struggled with man and with God and prevailed— and so the idea here to wrestle with God, man, I wrestle with God all the time, man. I mean, there's certain times in my life, man, where I'm just like, God, you know, like I'm trying to, to reconcile but something in But your background my is mind. wrestling. It, I did wrestle, yes, I did. I was. So the, it continues. Yeah, and I did okay, you know? Yeah. It did. I didn't want to wrestle
1: in high school, because I knew I'd be wrestling as an adult.
0: Well. Now that I found out. it's it's, <laughs> Well, unfortunately for you, you're Israel, you're already wrestling as an adult, right? I mean, I feel like... Part it is of it wrestle. being again, I, be encouraged because if you're you're struggling with the scriptures, if you're struggling with God with certain concepts, if you're trying to reconcile certain things, you're like, I, well, it's this. Well, no, then this means this, and you're you're wrestling with these things. This is normal. That's even more proof that you're you're part of Israel, right? That you are an Israelite because you're wrestling with God, you're wrestling with these concepts, you're 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 trying to figure it out, and that's part of the process of being Israel is, is this struggle, this struggle to, to do things the right way and to make sure you're doing things right. And to, to continue on that path, right. To, to stay on that straight path, because guess what? There's all kinds of things trying to pull you off. And what do you have to do? You have to struggle and wrestle to stay on the path. Right? I mean, there's all kinds of things that get thrown in your way, right? I mean, I think so. You know, it's it's, it's like I said, if, if you wrestle with God, you walk away with a limp. Maybe it's just me, you know.
1: I think it's all of us. I think it is. So here, here's a great question. What did Jeshuan do after he grew fat? And the answer can be found in Deuteronomy 32, 15. So, you know, this is what happens when you become complacent. These, these, this prosperity comes in. Check this out. But Jeshuan waxed fat and kicked. Thou art waxing fat. Thou art grown thick. Thou art covered with fatness. That he forsook God, which made him, and lightly esteemed the rock of his salvation. Ooh, lightly esteemed. You know, Jeshuan, you know, this goes back, Ryan. You know, this teshuvah for me was a physical teshuvah. You know, I've been going to the gym now for two months. And it'll be a mean, lean preaching machine, dropping some weight, doing the cardio, hitting the treadmill. Because I was just thinking about the transition of the book of Judges into the monarchy. Ooh. And Eli was in charge. He was the priest. Yep. And he was fat. Sitting in a chair. Well, he fell back in the chair and broke his neck. I'm like, that's <laughs> not going to happen to me. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be nimble and be quick, fast on my feet like a cat or whatever. But it's <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, you know, if I fall backwards, I'm going to make it. You know what I mean?
0: I do. But, I do, but it, I his sons true. were
1: killed in battle. The ark was taken. Ooh. And I'm just telling you this, that this is a chance for us to shine, for us to shine the glory of God uh, with what he's
0: given us and, and a, enjoy it. But I it's mean, a picture of America, right? I mean, we America... As we know it, right? Obviously, there were Native Americans, but the, but the United States of America, the Puritans come over, right? And there are there's theories that they might have even been quasi Hebrew roots, right? That they were celebrating. Yeah, they see Hebrew uh, and, engravings in caves in Tennessee and stuff. Right. So, anyways, but point being, though, the Puritans come over, and this Christian is a, uh, this nation is established as a, a Christian nation, so to speak. And I, and I get it. I know. I've I've heard and I've seen all the YouTube videos that you guys have seen, right? You don't need to email me about that specifically. I get it. I know about masonry and all these other things that, that had influences in the establishment. But but the, the fact is that the society, the culture of America, it was generally Christian people. The people. Maybe there were some leaders that had this thought process. Right, like, Judeo-Christian was it? christian belief system. Right, it's a Judeo-Christian belief you can system. You
1: just see Bible verses uh, in the state capitol. Absolutely. Like the Liberty Bell. There's a verse, Deuteronomy is put on the Liberty Bell.
0: Ah, uh-huh, the Torah,
1: huh? But that's not in the Capitol building, it's yeah, in Philadelphia.
0: No. Yeah, so, but my point in saying that is, now look, we're now the wealthiest, richest, most blessed nation on the planet. We have waxed fat, right? I mean, and it's funny in this verse, it says, you have waxed fat and kicks, thou art waxing fat, thou art grown thick, <laughs> art covered in fatness. I mean, like... And you're not supposed to eat the fat well it, but the point here being right so look we get Boy, it that'll, that'll,
1: we get it that'll give you teshuva
0: but what happens to all of us now think about your personal life not just america right so america grows rich and then what do we do we start turning away from god why because we think we got things handled on our own our we're gonna trust in ourselves our own wealth and everything but we all do it right we all so have if this we time. think
1: 3500 years ago we're talking about the song of moses it's still a hit
0: It's still true and relevant today. Absolutely.
1: It's a song that's relevant for today. I mean, even God told Moses, hey, listen, you're going to die. You're going to be with me. Nobody's going to know where you're buried. But I'll tell you what. He said, don't worry, man. These people are going to go astray. They're going to forsake me. And this whole thing's going to start over again. It's not you, Moses. You didn't push them away. You didn't cause them to stumble and fall. And I think that was really encouraging to Moses to let him even know that. Yeah. Hey, listen, these people are going to
0: fail because he he knows the future. Mm. You know, I, I love what uh. Pastor I Henry feel like you know it's me. funny how you say that because I've heard you say that multiple. I feel like Moses is going to be distraught. Like everything I just did was for naught. You know, like what a waste of time. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe so. Yeah. But <sighs> I guess yeah, it all depends on how you take it. I, yeah. I see it here. I mean, it's it's it's
1: relevant. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it. Pastor Henry Wright was saying what he loved about God was that though a righteous man falls seven times, yes. he can still arise. That's right. And he, he came and visited. Praise me yesterday. God. Hallelujah. Now, um, now I got Hosea 4 7. You talk about, okay, uh, in 722 BC, the northern kingdom was taken captive, but what was the condition of the people? What was going on? So let's look at the book of Hosea, chapter 4, verse 7. It says, As they were increased, so they sinned against me. Therefore will I change their glory into shame. So once again, you know, we, we don't want to be complacent. We don't want to be, you know, uh, I love what Paul was saying. You know, don't let me be too wealthy or rich because I'll forsake God. And if I'm poor, I'll steal. So it's like, let's pray to be the middle class. I mean, is that right or what?
0: Mm, I don't know.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm just saying, you know, he, he brought out a good point. I want to be did. the at least the upper middle class. <laughs> so that's Hosea 4.7. So that's like... Um, before Read 7. 4, six.
0: Read 4, six.
1: Okay. Yeah. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou
0: hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. I mean, hello, right? I mean, w- what is this knowledge? It's the Torah, right? And think about it, So even at our age, you act some rich, of you, some of you listening right law. now, maybe your
1: grandparents, your aunt and uncles or whatever, but, but let me just share this with you. It says right here that basically if you reverse this, if you get Torah, so will your kids. If Boom. you go back to Torah, they're going to get it too. They're going to have this opportunity. What Whatever's in you is in your children. They might be growing. You might have grandkids. Listen up, everybody. These promises are to you and your children and your children's children. It doesn't God. matter if it's later in life. The principle's still the same. I don't want to hear this. Well, I wasn't raised up this way or I didn't teach my children this way. I got my Hebrew roots later. It's okay. Because what does it say, Ryan? Think about this, everyone. It talks about in Joel and Paul quotes this prophecy. It says that sons and daughters will prophesy, young men will have visions or revelation knowledge, old men will dream dreams. Ryan, that's three generations in one house. Yeah. It's not looking at a, a, a microcosm of, of a scattering of people, and that's what's happening. It's actually three generations. And that third generation is like Pincus, who took the spear, took matters into his own hand hands, and he was blessed. Yeah. Well, his father was who? eliezer whose father was aaron yeah so once again he was a third generation that went into the promised land so where that third generation ends at this point i don't know or where it begins but we're gonna we're gonna see that you know it's kind of like my mother-in-law is the matriarch she has a daughter my wife danielle and then we have a son josiah i mean that's three generations but do you count the matriarch
0: yeah well and and or is the first generation josiah since he grew up in it right Still two generations away, that's not too bad at that's all. That's not bad. I mean, I wonder about myself, right? I mean, I'm the first one, but I'm younger <laughs> than, than all of y'all, so I uh, I kind of feel like I could just count myself in as like a third generation, because I kind of want to go. I want right. to go to the land.
1: And, and so once again, you know, I think that the biggest thing right now is, is how you ex- express your faith, how you live out your life, and how, how your obedience measures up to what He's revealed to you, and you walk out, you know what I mean? So... Uh, if we look at Deuteronomy 32, 16, uh, two emotions that God showed after his people worship strange gods was jealousy and anger. You know, it's been said, I've been doing a lot of reading and research, but in regards to people offering up, you know, um, sacrifices on altars scattered throughout Israel, or whatever. But, you know, when, when we do that, even the high places and getting an altar, you know, it's interesting that you're, you're sacrificing to demons. Uh, not to God. And so the demons love that.
0: Yeah. No, it's not
1: that, that, that see, listen up everybody. It's not that Satan wants you to worship him. Right. Okay. Now he likes that. Don't get me wrong. No doubt. But when you don't worship Yahweh, he loves it just as much, if not more that, Hey, I've taken someone away from Yahweh. They're bitter. They've walked away. I win. I'm going to do something else. Now, you know, when we wake up, Brian, the devil should, should be worried no doubt he should be fretting oh man ryan's up again his feet just hit the ground you know oh, watch man. out oh man i gotta keep an eye on this guy and so once again it's all about our behavior and everything so we're already at deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 16 but what i'd like to do is because here's the really the ultimate nugget that's coming folks is is actually this right here and i want to read this verse to you in regards to this song Actually, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 21. They have moved me to jealousy with that which is not God. They have provoked me to anger with their vanities. Right? And I will move them to jealousy with those which are not a people. I will provoke them to anger with a foolish nation. Wow. Now, this is in the song, Ryan. So what I want to show everyone is how this has come to pass. Now, if we look at Hosea one ten, I will make them jealousy with a people that, what? Which are not a people. Which are not a people. Hosea one ten says, Yet the number of the children of Israel shall be as the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured nor numbered. And it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, You are not my people, there it shall be said unto them, Ye are the sons of the living God. Wow. So Jezreel is the legitimate child, but you have, of course, uh, lo ruhamah, will, will not have mercy, lo me not my people. Now, we've already talked about both Paul and Peter making mention that once you were not a people, but now you are a people. Right. Thanks to Yeshua. Thanks to Jesus. Amen. Praise. Thank you, Jesus. Now, in Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 21, it's, it's quite interesting because now we're going to go to Romans 10, 19. Paul is Uh-oh. sent... To the Gentiles. Here we go. Paul is sent to the Gentiles. What tribe is is Paul from? Benjamin. Benjamin. Benjamin, right? He's going to the house of Joseph, which is what? Made up of many different ethnic groups or nations. Oh, this is so beautiful. See, Paul understood all of this. Pull out of people for his name's sake. So Romans 10, 19, which is quoting Deuteronomy 32, 21. Here we go. But I say, did not Israel know? First Moses saith, I will provoke you to jealousy by them that are no people, and by a foolish nation I will anger you. And what does it say? Ephraim will provoke Judah to jealousy. That's right. Who's Ephraim? It's those people coming out of the nations that are not Jewish. The Puerto Ricans, the British the English, the whatever, the, the Indian from India, uh, uh, the Mexicans. I mean, they're not Jewish, but they're coming out of the nations because God's writing Torah on minds and hearts all over the world. And so this is an incredible, credible revelation, everyone. You know, we think that the church is just this new entity that popped up in the book of Acts or something. No, it's a continuation of God's redemptive plan throughout the earth. Now that he's scattered us, now that he has given us the gospel, okay, It's time to come home. It's time to come to our senses, you know? And of course, we know in Deuteronomy 32, 26, the Lord said he would scatter his people into
0: corners because of their disobedience. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I mean, look, right, right here, the next verse after 19, it says, and Isaiah is very bold and says, I was found of them that sought me not. I was made manifest unto them that asked not after me. But to Israel he saith, all day long I have stretched forth my hands unto a disobedient and gainsaying people. And so that's what we have to be careful of, all of us, right? Because over time we serve the Lord and then we become complacent and we start to take him for granted. We start to take him for granted. So then he's reaching out his hand to us, right? Those of us that are already believers. And yet we look at these other people. It's just like the prodigal son, right? The older brother looks at him and says, well, how come he gets a ring on his finger and you killed the right. fatty calf for him and all this stuff. It's the same idea. Um, but at the same time, the next verse, you know, chapter 11, verse one, I say, then hath God cast away his people? God Forbid, for i also am an israelite of the seed of abraham of the tribe of benjamin so he's mentioning hey look i'm not cast aside right i'm here preaching to you um it, look i mean we could spend a whole day in romans so i'm going to go ahead and go back to deuteronomy because i get re- romans like you like leviticus the way i like romans you know oh, romans uh, is awesome man it's good you stuff. know
1: so so i want to encourage all of you that this has already been prophesied absolutely you know this has already been foretold it's it's you know People coming out of the nations that are not Jewish are not replacing the natural branches, everyone. We're not replacing the Jewish people. We're coming alongside and we're grafted in. Paul explains all of this. Like there's multiple branches. No, you're either wild or you're natural, okay? And and that's just the way it is. And I know there's a lot of, uh, you know, misunderstandings about a lot of things, but that's not replacement theology. So think about it. Uh, Moving on here. uh, I love this. Vengeance belongs to the Lord. Deuteronomy thirty-two thirty-five. so vengeance belongs to the Lord. I will bless those that bless you. I will curse those that curse you. Absolutely. That's why we want to bless the Jewish people and respect them and love them, amen, and pray for them. Uh, now, once again, in Deuteronomy 32, 36, the Lord was going to judge his people, okay? For the Lord shall judge his people and repent himself for his servants when he seeth that their power is gone and there is none shut up or left. It's all right there, amen? I mean, this is what we see it's his hand. Uh, moving on in Deuteronomy 32:39, this is what it says. See now that I, even I, am he and there is no god with me. I kill and I make alive. I wound and I heal. Neither is there any that can deliver out of my hand. Wow. I kill and I make alive. Wow. I wound and i heal you know paul had a thorn in the flesh that's right he wanted that taken away from him i thought i think it's physical you know i don't know what was going on but i think it was physical he said my grace is sufficient for thee
0: my He's, wife and i had that conversation you know, yesterday to, to get over that you, you so. wonder why you know specific things happen to you like why me right but then the question why me is like well would you prefer it go on somebody else It's kind of right? like when you see a flat tire in your car you know like, like
1: you wouldn't want that for anybody else no you wouldn't or how about like you know you're you're mowing grass and, and hornets just come out of nowhere and sting the you know the daylight's out of you yeah like what's this all about you know what what did I do to deserve that sure we we don't deserve that yeah
0: so it's funny you make that reference uh, this Sunday I was mowing the grass I
1: mean, that's why I made that reference yeah I'm I was like, mowing the grass what are you doing to my podcast
0: buddy what did he do yeah so part of the reason that we didn't make it on Tuesday this isn't the whole reason but um we've I've had a bunch of work stuff trying to throw itself. In the mix, I usually have a pretty flexible schedule and other times I don't. But on Sunday, I'm mowing the grass, trying to get some stuff ready because we were going to, I was mowing a path into the part of the woods that we have on our property to get into the trails. I was going to take the girls on the trail. I had taken Christian the night before and so I was going to take the girls out. And uh, I'm just doing a little extra stuff. I'm kind of diddle-daddling, right? And I I pull in and I'm just getting some some stuff on the edge of my property. And you know what I ran into? An in-ground yellow jacket nest.
1: Oh, yeah, you, you don't see that.
0: No, you don't. There's no warning. Um, And so all of a sudden, I'm just getting like, ow, 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 like stung all over the place, right? On the tip of my nose, on my hands, right? Uh, my pinky finger, oh my gosh. The tip of my nose and my pinky finger were the most painful. My back, back of my head, my leg. Um, let's just say that I got stung more times than we're good. And then I took, like, all we had was children's Benadryl. And I'm like, you know, freaking out trying to take Benadryl real quick. I probably took like, Four times the dose I should have because I was trying to calculate it too quickly. And then you went and took a nap. And boy did I. And I was out of and it. And washed it down with some night. <laughs> Poor Ashley was just like <laughs> looking at me like a oh God, are you gonna die? Like, you know, because I was No, really, it's not
1: good. Yeah. Yeah, we we gotta, we gotta, you know, we believe for his protection and everything, but um, yeah, that happens, you know. It does. So, so you know, think about it. So once again, it says I kill and I make alive, I wound and I heal. Boy, God is sovereign, He is in charge, I tell you. Uh, We're thankful that he got us up today, and uh, we're well, amen, and we're protected. Uh, Now, the Lord was going to avenge uh, the blood of his servants in Deuteronomy 32, 43. He will avenge the blood of his servants, amen, that we call them martyrs, or the shedding of innocent blood. Have you heard of that before? It's not just abortion, but it's the shedding of innocent blood. It's like Cain did Abel, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so we can see that. And and Ahab and Jezebel with Naboth in the vineyard, you know, shedding of innocent blood. Uh, Even even Uriah the Hittite with King David, you know, that's a that's a shedding of innocent blood, you know. Um, But the two things the Lord was going to be merciful towards
0: is His land and His people. Why don't you read Deuteronomy 32:43, Ryan? All right, here it says, "Rejoice, O you nations, with His people, for He will avenge the blood of His servants and will render vengeance to His adversaries and will be merciful unto His land." And to his people. You know, there's a there's a prophecy. I want to get into it, try to find it. I don't know
1: the address, but it talks about Jerusalem being a cup of trembling. Oh, yeah. For all those nations that don't mind their own business. They try to make Jerusalem what they want it to be, to divide it up and do this and do that. You know, when you look this up, a cup of trembling means a cup of poison. Yeah. So any nation that doesn't mind its own business in regards to Jerusalem... Uh, thank God that I believe America is a sheep nation, not a goat nation, for we support Israel in different things. For now. <laughs> we do, for now. Now, all nations will come against Israel eventually, yeah. but but for now, uh, the administration, uh, the Trump administration, definitely supports Israel. So, once again, just think about it. Uh, moving along here as well, we want to bring out something very interesting. is the reference to God, or Hashem, Yahweh, being the rock. It's a reference to God in the Song of Moses. Uh, you can find this in Deuteronomy chapter 32 verses 4, 15, 18, 30, 31 and 37 notice he's called the rock now when israel became a nation their 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 declaration of independence or statehood they reference god as the rock interesting yeah it's right there in their statehood so they become a state they declare statehood and Ben-Gurion, uh, David Ben-Gurion, the first prime minister of Israel, reads off this particular, you know, uh, a document and references God as the rock. Who else is the rock? Yeshua. He says, upon this rock, I'll build my church. He's pointing to himself at Peter. He's not going to build anything on Peter. He says, upon this rock, I will build my church. He's the rock. Amen. He is the rock. As a matter of fact, he says that that was the rock that followed them in the wilderness. Yeah. So um, that's that's just what we have right there. Um, now the people in Hosea, the son of Nun, which is Joshua the Ephraimite, heard the words of the song of Moses. Okay. The people and Hosea, the son of Nun, or Joshua the Ephraimite, heard the words of the song of Moses deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 44 so important for you to understand that if you are a non-jew the song of moses is for you it's for the it's for the natural branches the wild branches think about it so the reference is right there to joshua the ephraimite and ephraim means you know the 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 fullness of the, the multitude of the gentiles that you know think about it yeah the nations that are Having Torah, and, and you, know, we would be called among Judaism. We would be called even as Christians. They would call us righteous Gentiles. That's a reference that they would actually give give to us. Like Just don't call Boone, me late for dinner. Like Schindler's List and all this stuff. These movies, you know, there were there were Gentiles that were considered righteous Gentiles uh, among the Jewish people, and that's that's a compliment. That's really a, that's kudos to us uh, right. to be that um and once again we move on here to of course uh moses commanded the children to observe the law through their parents words read that ryan deuteronomy thirty-two forty-six. check this
0: out it says and he said unto them set your hearts unto all the words which i testify among you this day which ye shall command your children to observe to do all the words of this law
1: so how many families are torn because the parents don't want to do torah but the kids do you know, I think one of the most gut wrenching things I think I've ever heard from a young person was, you know, I wanted to be here, but my parents didn't. Ooh. Or, you know, I'm really getting into Torah. I'm starting to read it, but my parents aren't really sold out. Now, bueno. That's a tough road, you know? That That's is a tough road. I'm just saying, you know. And so, once again, uh, parents are important. We got to set the example. You know, uh, I love it because after we eat every Friday night on Shabbat, uh, we actually, uh, which is going to be tonight.
0: That's right. Wow. Hey, Shabbat Shalom. My days
1: are just all mixed up in my mind with I all know. the feast days and fasting and Yom Kippur and the story of Jonah. And, but, you know, it's like um, it's interesting how uh, tonight when we have our dinner and everything afterwards, we're going to read uh, the Torah portion. So we get to read the Song of Moses. And uh, what an awesome, awesome opportunity. Uh, now, Moses was told that he would die on the mountain Abarim unto Mount Nebo, which is in the land of Moab. Okay. Deuteronomy 32, 49. Yeah, this is um, tough. And it goes, it's like a little bit of a reflection here. And Aaron, Moses' brother, he died on Mount Hor. That was brought out in Deuteronomy 32, verse 50. And of course, last but not least, Moses was allowed to see the land, but not go into it. Deuteronomy 32, 52. So verse 52. Um, and so once again, um, it says, Yet thou shalt see the land before thee, but thou shalt not go into Thither unto the land which I give the children of Israel. You know, Ryan, back in the late 90s, I had the opportunity to go to Mount Nebo. It's a park, and they have the, the brazen serpent, you know, there right. and everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was able to look and see the Dead Sea and look into the land of Israel. Man, I just, I cried. I really, uh, tears came down uh, my eyes because I was able to go into the land. And Moses wasn't. You know, I was in the land. I got to go to Mount Nebo. I got to go back in the land. And so once again, what happens is, you know, wow, check it out. Uh, here we are. Um, I'm looking at this thinking, wow, he didn't get to go into the land, but I get to go into the land. Yeah. So, uh, you know, think about it, Ryan. This is an incredible um, song. I believe it's relevant for
0: today. And um, any, any last thoughts? Um. Yeah. I mean, about the Song of Moses, I want to go ahead and give you guys my uh, my two points, if that's okay. Oh, yeah. What are two points that you found in Ha'azinu? Um, the first one we kind of just discussed is, is God is our rock, right? Yeshua is the rock of our salvation. Just remember that, that um, there's solid ground and there's sinking sand. And anytime you think you're on solid ground other than Yeshua, you're not. You're in sinking sand. He is the rock. That's what they say. What's that song when I was a kid? Don't build your house on the sandy land. Don't build your house near the shore. While it might be kind of nice, you'll have to build it twice. You'll have to build it twice much more. <laughs> I'm send you to Nashville. <laughs> All right, so that's my first one, um, that God, Jesus is the rock of our salvation. The second one is remember to be grateful. Um, I can't, this is a hot topic between my wife and I right now and in our house, about just having a grateful heart, because, you know, and and, and what is the balance, right? They talk about, about balance, you know, what is the balance between, hey, being grateful for what you have, but still desiring more, you know, like how do you, so that you don't get complacent, because that's the trick, right? You grow fat and complacent, and that's why you, you stop focusing on, on the Lord and, and giving to Him.
1: And so, think about it, so every week when we enter the sanctuary, we're supposed to enter His gates... With thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. Amen. His courts with praise. Yeah. I, I agree. I got to work on it as well.
0: Yeah, all of you us know? do. Well, and that's just it. It is It is the condition of the human heart to eventually take something for granted, right? And I think that that is part of, of the message here is to don't forget, right? You you know, it's funny. You went to Malachi, right? Man, I mean, one of my favorite just object lessons is because in every Bible that I I have, right, that has an Old and New Testament in it, there's this page that says the New Testament, right? Or it'll say the Testament of, of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, something along those lines, right? And, in, and, you know, in my case, it says words of Christ in red. But right next to it, right, on the same little object lesson, the last verses in Malachi, right? What does it say? It says, remember ye the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel with the statutes and the judgments. I mean, how much more clear could it be that, hey, you're going to go to the New Testament and the temptation is going to be to forget the commandments of God, to forget to do things his way, to do things your own way, to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And it's personal. Don't try to win people over. Don't try to convert people to the Torah. You live it. Right. You
1: be obedient. You know, And we, we had that topic this morning at my champion's table with, with my pastor friends and, and Paul Pickering. But you know, we, we talked about being obedient and expressing our faith. In obedience, because without faith, it's impossible to please God. Boy,
0: ain't that the truth. And,
1: you know, and, and we have to have faith. You know, do you believe in what you do? So everything we do at Bay Tehillah, you know, do you believe it? You can participate. You know, you don't have to do everything we're telling you to do, but if you're going to do it, do it in faith. Yeah. So anyway, you want you want to tell them the good news?
0: I want to tell you guys the good oh, news. Oh, yes. So we've got a special treat for you today, Pastor Nick, and in, uh, in all his uh, his glory is going to be singing us a song the song of Moses
1: the song of Moses but if you could read for me Ryan check out revelation 15 verses 1 through 3 and once again we'd like to dedicate this song to Moshe Moses and
0: the lamb And it says here, And I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having seven last plagues, for in them is filled up the wrath of God. And I saw, as it were, a sea of glass mingled with fire, and them that had gotten the victory over the beast, and over his image, and over his mark, and over the number of his name, stand on the sea of glass, having the harps of God. And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty, just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. And they sing
1: the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb. Saying great Great and marvelous Are your works Lord God Almighty Just and true Are your ways, Lord O King of the Saints, who shall not fear you, O Lord?
0: i'll tell you what so guys thank you so much for listening what an awesome podcast you know this year has just been awesome for us we're so grateful for you guys we're thankful that you guys listen week in and week out i do apologize again for getting this to you guys late but shabbat shalom to all of you um if you want to reach out again it's ryan at two if you want to email me or you can reach out uh to the office at 813-654-2222 And uh, and you can also live stream our services every Shabbat, every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. God bless you guys. Have a great week.